Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Raheel and Jose Show podcast. I am Raheel Ramznali, as always, my buddy, little buddy, as Nuno likes to say, little buddy, Jose. What's up, man? How you doing, Parjay? I'm doing pretty good, bro. How are you? It's been a while since we last chatted. It's uh, about every two weeks, it feels like. We got to do it every week. I just get lazy. That's on me. <laughs> on Friday, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You're out of here pretty early on Friday. I, I envy yeah. that. That's, that. It happens, you know, on a Friday when you can get away just a little bit. Go ahead. It's not like any work's getting done on a Friday. No. Well, that was the craziest thing of corporate America. Yeah. Nothing got done on Friday. Nothing. The company I was at, you get in about nine o'clock. All right. It's all good. There's a meeting at 10. <laughs> so from nine to 10, it was also donut day. You're so You're just eating donuts. You're catching up. By the time you get to that morning meeting, that takes about an hour, hour and a half. It's lunchtime then, probably going out to lunch. It's Friday. You get back in. You do maybe an hour, two hours of work, and then you just waste time. It just turns into, yeah, we'll do brainstorming sessions. That's what we used to do. It was just like, who could bullshit? What a dream. Look like you're working, but who could bullshit? Yeah. But the other four days, madness. Madness. That's why I'm, I'm for companies doing the 4-1 the, uh, split. So work four days, work a little bit longer. You get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Three day weekend every week. Yeah, just you know, go go uh, pound out those four days, man. Just go ten hour days, get your forty hours a week in, and then take off Friday. A lot of pe- a lot of people are starting to do that. Wouldn't you be happier with that if you could? I mean, radio's different because you got to be here every day. Well, I'm kind of happy on what I have right now, and yeah. that's only two days. Imagine if I had three. Yeah, that's it's it's nuts, man. Or you know, the work from home thing. Because traffic, again, the number one reason why everyone hates everyone, traffic. Yeah. Traffic's the worst. So, uh, yeah, just a random thought there. A uh, lot to talk about on the show today, so let me just go through a list of stuff. So I'm going to recap my Colorado trip. I have lots of questions. Good. I'm, and I'm kind of upset at you. Okay. Let's get to that. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about one of the coolest things that I experienced that I had no idea existed. We'll talk about the Zion Williamson busted shoe and what it means. The All-Star Game, just some quick thoughts from that. The NBA All-Star Game, still my favorite sporting event. Then uh, we, we'll be celebrating a 10-year anniversary of something. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk about that. And then for you, because I'm always about your well-being, I want you to be better <laughs> and stronger at everything. So I've got some morning routine tips. I'm going to disappoint the hell out of you. <laughs> I feel like so it's not good. Before we get into any of that, anything you want to jump in with? I kind of just want to get... Started on your trip because I, I have some questions. So, kind of give me a, a play-by-play. Okay. All right. So we went to my buddy, my buddy Frank's fiftieth birthday party, and it's pretty wild. Okay. So Frank, I've known him for twelve years now. Right. He started at fifteen sixty the game. Uh, I met him there. We ended up becoming really good friends. Uh, he is awesome. I've been to this cabin before. So what this cabin is? It, it's owned by his uncle Frank Harvey. And it's been in their family since the 1930s. Wow. So this is going back to when families would, you would have to take summer trips and get away from the heat, get away from whatever. And from May to November or May to October, whatever, you're just in your summer house. So they literally did this. It's not like how Hoffy pretends he has a summer and winter house. No, they they, they literally had some winter houses. Yeah, this is... Like, okay, so, you know, that book I'm reading, The Bully Pulpit, with, yeah. uh, about Taft and Roosevelt. And You're still reading that still book? Still reading it, bro. How far still, are you? I'm at 21%. <laughs> I'm at 
I ended up, I, I took it on the plane. I read for an hour and then I fired up Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. Oh, phenomenal. Such a great show. Phenomenal show. Such a great show. I thought it was going to be corny and cheesy. Shot is awesome. Were the you, host. Were you watching season two or the first one? You're starting from the beginning. I jumped around. Okay. I jumped around. I wanted to watch it in order. I know. I know. I, I, I played like I pieced it all together yeah. eventually, but I wanted to watch the, the music I cared about. So I right. started with the Houston one. Then I jumped to the West Coast one. Then I did the New York State. No, no, I did the um, the Tribe Called Quest episode. I, I forgot love the that episode. God, that episode is perfect. Yeah. And then I did New York State of Mind to end it the, uh, because that was the final one. The two that aren't haven't been made yet that I'm waiting for is, uh, and he teases it at the end of of the Houston one. The South's got something to say, obviously talking about Outcast. So I wa- I'm waiting for that Goody Mob Dungeon Family Outcast mm-hmm. one. And the conscious rap of the late 90s with Talib Kweli and Mos Def and a young Kanye yep. West, all those guys. I, I think that I, it's all going to get put into one. Right? Oh, it has Common, to. all those guys. Common, yeah, um, sure. I can't wait, man. It is like some of the stories that come out of it, I had no idea. Right. I had no the, idea. You know what blew my mind? I think this is on the Tribe Called Quest episode, so I hope I'm not spoiling it for you. There, They used to have like record conventions, mm-hmm. and all of these producers, all these... Pete Rock was there. Q-Tip was there. Large mm-hmm. professor. All these iconic hip hop producers would all meet up at this at this at record the convention. Yeah, yeah, to buy just buy obscure records so they mm-hmm. could sample because big big artists were starting to charge hip hop producers like, hey, you want to use my records? Hold up, you guys are actually making money off me. Hold up, I'm about to start charging you. Yeah. So they started fighting, fighting, not fighting. If anything, they were working together, which is pretty cool in itself. To find these obscure samples these obscure records yeah. to sample and then they all work together on nomadic Nas's album which is like crazy as hell to think about so that's right I, I that episode man it took me forever to finish because every time they would bring up a song or an album i had to stop and go listen to the whole thing <laughs> so that night it took me four hours to finish that because like yeah. oh illmatic all right let me go listen to it real quickly see you know once that segment ended all right let me go pull illmatic on oh man woo when right. they were talking about Chambers, I was like, whoa, okay, got to go put it back and on that, and here for all these little things. Right. That was the perfect transition because they talk about Illmatic and they get down to, oh, all these, prof- all these, excuse me, all these producers coming in to work for this one uh, rapper. Now let's flip it. This one producer is working for all these, these uh, rappers. This is the Wu-Tang Clan. That yeah. was perfect. Man. That was incredible. It's so cool to see how they would take one beat, one note, and yeah. turn it into a song. And that there was a, a dissect podcast was on Kanye's My Beautiful Dark Twisted right. Fantasy, right? And the guy who does it is classically trained. And one of the things that rappers and hip hop gets uh, killed about is sampling. You're like, well, you're just taking something that's already successful, making it yours, right? But he talks about how sampling is harder than composing new music because you're taking something that exists and trying to redefine it. Right. That's hard. And to hear how these producers did it with cassette tapes, like they go cassette to cassette. Q-Tip's talking about how it took him four hours just to get a beat down because yeah. he has to go cassette to cassette. Then they talk about all this crazy stuff. It is a brilliant show. It is so good and so well done. Man, congrats to to Russell Peters and his crew because yeah. Russell Peters executive produced that, right? And it is fantastic. I'm, I'm sad that there's only four episodes per season. Per season. But there needs all, to be more, but they're yeah. so good. They they 
they really took their time with each episode. And you know, you can only put so much in an episode. Yeah. But they maximized that fifty-two minutes. The the Houston episode was uh, really well. It's Miami with D- DJ Quick, right? And then mm-hmm. Houston in one episode. That was awesome. And like for someone of my age, like I didn't even listen to that much Ghetto Boys growing up. Same here. I I wasn't so, that into them. So when I as, and to your point that you just made a couple of seconds ago, as soon as I finished that Houston, uh, the Houston, the Miami Houston episode, I pulled up the Ghetto Boys debut album because I truthfully I had never heard that front to back. Mm-hmm. So I I heard it and it's it's I like it a lot actually. Mind playing tricks on me is on my workout playlist. It's iconic. I love it. It's an iconic right, song. It's, an, it's one of the great songs in hip hop history. So we know that one. But yeah, to go back and play all these things, Bun B even. Yeah, I, I don't listen to that much Bun. I, I love him, respect him. It's really cool to talk to him. I didn't listen to him that much before this, but now again, like watching these episodes, you're like, okay, I got to go put this on, right? And appreciate what they did, right? It is. Phenomenal. I highly, highly recommend it if you're a hip hop fan. If you're not a hip hop fan, I don't know how much you'll like it. Right. You know, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know how it translates, but if you're a hip hop fan, you're gonna love it, man. The the Tribe Called Quest episode. That's probably just my favorite the, one. Oh my god. Just the 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 amount of power in certain groups. Yeah. What was like, that? That's the name of that super group that Del Sol was in and Queen Latifah was in with them. The Zulu Nation. Was it the Zulu Nation? Was it the Zulu Nation? No. Um, it was uh, why am I blanking on it? Look it up. Look that up. But it was Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, Queen Latifah's in it. And Busta, Busta Rhymes is Busta trying Rhymes. to Busta Rhymes is trying to get into it, but he, he could never. Yeah, he's like, man, come on. What was it called? You got it? I'm my laptop's acting up, and then uh, Busta ends up on Scenario, and he kills that. Yeah, that was a cool story. God, Tribe Called Quest, man. I, I can't. I, I that's, I can't. I, I like. I'll never get tired listening to that. Right. I, I'll put on their albums and just just chill. I, it's such a good. Uh, su- I mean, their records are so good, so good. You got. Let me. I'm the native up. tongue. The native tongues. That's what it is. Yeah. The native tongues. Yeah, the that Jungle was Brothers, Black Sheep, Queen Latifah. Yeah, Black Sheep is in it. It's it's wild, man. It's a really good it's a really good series. I can't believe it took me this long. It came out in 2016. Yeah, season I, one was that old. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched I watched the first season when it came out, and uh, last season season two came out last year. Yeah, in yeah. October. Yeah, yeah I, I always that. saw it on my Netflix, and I just I was like, oh, it looks kind of cheesy. That's really nice. it's, it's not phenomenal. cheesy. It's great, yeah. great, great. So anyways, getting back to the cabin. <laughs> little, so yeah, I tried reading my book, but then I got distracted. Right. I started watching this. And I was like, you know what? This is also learning. But anyways, <laughs> back like, you know, in those days in the 1800s, late 1800s, early 1900s, in this book, they talk about how, you know, Roosevelt went to his summer house and how they would build up your summer home. And that would be that would be one of the main places right. as big as your normal home, right? And this is what this cabin property is like. It's in the middle of nowhere, Colorado. Like literally nowhere. You got to fly into Albuquerque. Then you drive up. Yep. You drive in to Pagosa Springs, Colorado. It's it's not in a town. So you're driving towards it. There's a random road you make a ride on. And that takes you up. It takes about three miles to get up there. 45 minutes to travel three miles. Because you can only go 20 miles per hour. There's no barricade on the side of the road. Oh, goodness. So you could fall down, right? And and it's snowing, historic snowfall. Yeah. All right. It snowed three plus feet by the time we got there, and <laughs> while we were there, it snowed another foot. Jesus. It God. was unlike anything I've ever seen. And I've been to this cabin before. The last time I went, it was in March, so it wasn't that bad. There was snow, 
Yeah. There was a lot of snow, but you could travel the roads. We went up and down every day. Man, we got there. We we went with uh, two other friends. And thank you, Chris, for driving. Because I don't like driving in, in any kind of cold or snow, ice, whatever, right? And he drove. He was awesome. It takes us forever to get up there. And we get to the final driveway. The driveway is about a quarter mile, and it's going uphill. We couldn't do it, so we had to. They had to get the bulldozer out and tow us up. Jeez, that's how much snow and how crazy it was. So we get there, and this place is—it's it, surreal, dude. It is surreal to know that it's out there. Yeah, there's cabins there. There's water, electricity. Everything's great, but everything around on the back of the property is a national forest. So it's never going to get developed yeah. ever. It's going to remain this way as long as the government's around, right? And then in the front is it's just untouched beauty. It's mountain ranges, snow, trees yeah. everywhere. It's one of the craziest experiences not only because it's so out there and you know it's like untouched, but how many people, like, I would say less than 300 people have ever seen it, less than 500 people have yeah. ever seen this because it's the family, any guests that they invite, and that's it. How close is the nearest cabin? Is there a near cabin to it? Yeah, so there's, there's on the site, this is the wildest part. He has six cabins. Right. Right, uh, and they're each probably a three-minute walk. Mm, okay. So there's a main cabin. Then if you go downhill, there's uh, another cabin. Each cabin has a theme also. <laughs> so we were, it, it happened just to work out. We were in the presidential cabin. So every room is dedicated to a president. And he has, I mean, the art collection that he has, the memorabilia that yeah. he has, it's second so, to none. So he rents these out? Sometimes. I think he rents them out, but you got to know. They're on Airbnb or no? <laughs> no, I don't think they're on Airbnb. I think you have to know him yeah. to get the, the cabin. Wow. So we were in, like, there's a room called the Jackie Kennedy room. It's right. just all Kennedy artifacts. Like, legit stuff. It's yeah. like a museum. Uh, he had every biography of presidents in the room that I was in. So it's like books from the 60s, 50s, right. 70s. I mean, these are these are items that have uh, that have just been part of his family or he bought. It was unbelievable. How woke did you feel when you were there? Man, very woke. <laughs> it was awesome. Being so, I can imagine being so disconnected from everything. It was crazy, man. We still had internet, but it was really slow, right? Yeah. And I wanted to just put my phone away. I wanted to just for pictures, right? You could just take it out right. for pictures. And that's what it is. When you're out of the cabins, there's no connection. Right. You have no connection. So you can just take pictures. We needed Wi-Fi and we had to be on it just to make sure everything's good at home. Yeah. You know, make sure your daughter's good. So that was, that was it. Um, but man, we would go down a sled. So we would start at the top of the driveway and yeah. go down on a on a toboggan, plastic one, and you're just hauling ass. Like Jeez. you're hitting like 18 to 20 miles per hour going down this, trying to turn, crashing in the snow banks. And then when you would crash and there's no one else behind you, it's quiet. Oh God. It's no I mean, it is just quiet. So the day we got there, we're at the bottom of the driveway. There's no service. I can't call anybody. Yeah. So the only way I could go tell Frank and and the care the carekeepers of the house yeah. um, is like, hey, uh, we're here. We need help. And you have to walk up. So I'm walking like a tenth of a mile. There, it's dark. Yeah. I just have my camera phone light, and I just have my thoughts and the wind in these uh, in these trees. Kind of scary. It was 
so damn scary because the last time we were there, they had wolves and coyotes, oh, no. like, and you hear them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if I see anything, what, what's my plan here? Am I going to be like that guy who had to choke out a mountain lion <laughs> or what? You're like Arian Foster. Yeah. You think you could take it? Oh, no. <laughs> a wolf, a wolf, no way. Coyotes are, coyotes are bitches. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They, they're punks. Yeah. I'm not afraid of coyotes. Wolves, I don't I'll want any a part. a coyote. A coyote, I'll, whatever, coyote. A wolf, I'm not messing with. I'm not messing with a wolf. It's stupid. You can differentiate them? Oh, yeah. I can. Wolves are huge. Coyotes are ugly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm walking up. And I start hearing, I start hearing like echoes of, of children. And I'm like, okay, this place is haunted also. Oh God. But it was one of the carekeeper's sons. He was just playing out in the snow. Yeah. And I'm like, God, blood, thank you so much. I could see you. Cause I thought it was just echoes. Oh no. I, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm alone in the woods walking up. Uh, but we got there. Everything was good. Unfortunately, we got snowed in. My whole, the, the whole, whole reason I wanted to go this, there's two reasons. Go celebrate Frank's 50th birthday yeah. and then snowboard. I haven't snowboarded in 10 yeah. years Jesus, since the last time I went there. And that's all I wanted to do. I, I, my plan was get there Saturday morning, go until 3 o'clock. Sunday morning, same thing, go to 3 o'clock and call it a day. So we get there. We're snowed in. We can't get off the property. And then Sunday, finally, there was a break in the snow. Yeah. It's They're like, okay, you can get out now before the snow starts again. So we took off the property. We left, went to Santa Fe for the night, which was amazing. Santa Fe, I'll, t- Santa I'll tell you. Santa Fe is in Colorado? New Mexico. New Mexico. Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'll talk, uh, get your questions first, and then we'll talk about Santa Fe. Overall, amazing trip. Great. Yeah. Cool stuff. Kind of sad I didn't get to snowboard. I was, you know, I wanted to do that. That's So I'm thinking about doing a weekend trip now. If I can get away, find something cheap, go right. snowboard, and just come back. So where were, where were you when you took those videos? Or Well, yeah, those videos on Twitter. Of you in like the mountain, mount, mountainous region. Where was that at? Was that in Santa Fe or was that in S- uh, the Colorado? one, the one with snow or no snow? I forgot. No snow. Oh, the the Red Mountains. Yeah. Okay, so that was in New Mexico. Right. That is called the Echo Amphitheater, and what that is, it's a naturally occurring amphitheater. Is that like the one in Denver, the famous one? Kind of like Red Rocks. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. So you're just driving on the on the side of the highway and. All of a sudden, you see this, you pull in, and you hike up to the amphitheater, and you it's just, it's picture perfect. Right. Picture perfect. You could imagine, you see there's like sides uh, walking up, there's like little uh, cave openings, and you know Native Americans at some point lived there. Right. And you know they were down there in that amphitheater using it for whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the most mind-boggling stuff. Do they have concerts at that one like they do in... The one in Denver? Not at this one. No? No, I think this one is just protected, and you can go look at it. You can go yell stuff into it, but it's— That's uh, why I was mad at you, because I know you saw my tweet, and you didn't do it. Which one? I asked you to yell, fear the cock, when you I were in I saw that after Denver. I was in my car. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw so that mad. too late. I would have done it. I was hoping you would do it. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw that once, because I, I didn't <laughs> post until I got in the car oh, driving back. Okay. Yeah, because the signal wasn't that good yeah, yeah, yeah. around there, because it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I did yell penis really loud. <laughs> okay, so you would have done if you're the I would have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, there was nobody else there. Yeah. And there was just a light snow coming down. It was it was uh, amazing, man. It's I, such I'm a change from, yeah. from life here. It's it's amazing, man. I wish I wish I lived in Santa Fe or yeah. Albuquerque even because you're about 45 minutes away from the mountains. You can go snowboard. You can, I mean, you wake up and you just see mountains every day. 
Calm down, Justin Timberlake. Man, it was, <laughs> I, I, it was amazing this time around. And when I went ten years ago, it was cool. It was, it was awesome, but I was, I didn't get to share it with somebody, right? So like, yeah. my, I told my wife about this, and she didn't believe me. She didn't believe me how amazing this place is. Right. And we roll up, and she's just in all speechless. She didn't believe it. She's like, "Wait, he owns all this." And Boy, Uncle really? Frank, Uncle Frank is uh, the guy who owns it. Yeah. Coolest dude, man. Just old school, old school, man. We had a blast. It was amazing overall. Sucks couldn't snowboard, but yeah, it was it was fine. It was fine. So the the other thing we I want to talk about about your trip was your uh, the museum you visited. Is is it technically a museum? So then we went to Santa Fe. Yeah, that so let's talk Santa about Fe. that. Yeah, okay. let's talk about Santa Fe. Uh, we went to Santa Fe before we headed up to the mountains to eat lunch and we're driving around and we're like, man, Santa Fe's kind of cool. There's yeah. art galleries everywhere and you start researching it. It is one of the biggest art capitals of the world. Right. Did you know? I didn't know no, that. I had no idea. George R.R. R. Martin lives there in Santa really? Fe. I had no idea. Learned about that. Um, there, I, look it up. Total art galleries in Santa Fe. I want to, somebody told me there's 500. No way. And it makes sense. Everywhere you turn, there's an art gallery. There's artists everywhere. There's an alphabetical list on the, uh, on the uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm, I can't even count. Hundreds, it. right? Yeah. There's got to be hundreds of this. This is the, the, the official website of uh, Santa Fe, I guess, tra the travel website, and look at all these. Yeah. That's insane. So there's hundreds of art galleries. There's a lot of Native art, Native American cool. art. Um, I got a heat check. Let me tell you about this heat check real quick oh, before I tell you about Meow Wolf, the art installation that you wanted to know about. So we're walking around, going to all these stores and whatnot, you know, window shopping pretty much. And I see this sculpture, this Native, Native American sculpture of a Native American riding a horse. And the horse is up on his hind legs and he has yeah. a bow and arrow out. And it is beautiful. Right. Okay, Beautiful. So I, I told my wife, I go, okay, if this is 600 bucks, I'm going to buy it. I don't care. Like, I can't, yeah, like 600 bucks. You're in here investing, you're out here investing in art pieces? I, said, I didn't I know you it. were on that level, dog. I, I, I said, all right, I know it's on our budget, but I want it. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll figure it out. You blew everyone's souvenir money on, yeah. on, that, on that sculpture. I said, I'll figure it out. It's not a big, 600 That's why bucks. I didn't get anything. Shit. Nobody got anything because <laughs> of that. Well, here's the heat check. So I walk in. Oh, boy. And... I said, okay, mentally six hundred. Yeah, and I was I, I was willing to go up to eight hundred. Right. I was like, all right, I'll do it. I don't care. Figure it out. I'm gonna be budget conscious for the next, you know, couple yeah. of months and figure this out. I don't care. I walk in. I'm like, hey, sir, uh, how much is this piece right here? And he goes, oh yeah, this one is by you know blank and blank. Right. Yeah, he passed away. So currently, we're selling it for twenty seven thousand dollars. $27,000. See, when you said heat check, I thought someone was like, why would you want it? Like trying to accuse you of co cultural appropriation. Oh, everyone culturally appropriates <laughs> there. Everybody. It's just one big culture appropriation <laughs> over there, by the way. Everyone is culturally appropriating in Santa Fe. $27,000. Jesus. And he tried explaining it. He's like, yeah, you know, the the person that is selling this they had it for sale for forty two hundred, and then the artist died, so the value shot up to sixteen thousand, and then we found out it's even more limited than uh, you yeah. know before. So twenty seven thousand dollars, 
And he goes, yeah, I mean, you could buy you could buy a real horse if you wanted <laughs> for twenty seven thousand, and you could buy more than just one. And I said, all right, yeah, we'll think about this, and walked out. <laughs> so you didn't try to negotiate. Oh, best I could do you six hundred. Yeah, sir, eight hundred. <laughs> he goes, forty two hundred was the ass like opening price. Jesus Christ. So it didn't didn't do it. But man, I wanted that piece so badly, so badly, man. Um, and by the way, at Uncle Frank's cabin, he has. Why, Tons why, of native. I know, right? I tried. I tried. I kept saying, oh, there's bow and arrows. It's like a real bow and arrow <laughs> from one of the Indian tribes. Like a legit. Could you have even brought that back? Yeah. And he said, oh, go ahead and take it real. I would have I figured it out. Really? Shipped it to myself or something. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so I, I avoided all art after that. I didn't even go into stores. I was like, man, $27,000. I can't afford that. Yeah. So, anyways, that was my heat check there. And then Santa Fe's is. It's this beautiful art, yeah. spiritual center. It's it's really cool. I enjoyed it. I'm I like I want to go back on my right. own. It, it was really fun, and we knew some friends during the weekend. You're we like, hey, Santa Fe, and they're like, did you guys go to Meow Wolf? Right. Like literally, meow like what a cat does, and a wolf, Meow Wolf, is what it's called. And we had no idea. We're like, no, what's Meow Wolf? And they're like, just go. <laughs> so we're like, all right, we'll just go. And it is a huge interactive art installation that started in 2016. Yeah. A bunch of artists that were struggling for work, they created this co-op almost. And That's awesome. They said, all right, let's just put this together. And then George R.R. Is it George R.R. Martin? I think it's one R. Or, I don't know, though. I don't watch Two R's? I don't want to trigger people. Anyways, the Game of Thrones writer, the one who's, I mean, like, he just looks like he's super cool. <laughs> just like look up a picture of George R.R. Um, super cool. I don't yeah, know about that, he looks like ex- exactly is, what you think. It is two R's. Two R's, right? He wears a fedora. Look at the pic- his picture's awesome. His Wikipedia picture. My dude's like, I'm slaying. I'm the creator of Game of Thrones. Bow down, bitches. So he ended up putting in 2.5 million dollars or something. Wow. And it is the most unreal art installation you'll ever see. The next day, I guess like one of these online videos, because a yeah. bunch of friends sent me the, vid- uh, the video that you sent. Right. It's like, this is the ultimate date spot Aww. art installation. That's like your wife, like, right? I took my wife, Aww. yeah. It's not the ultimate date spot. I don't know what people, it's the worst date. It's so packed. Yeah, it's really? It's crowded. Well, that makes sense. Um, How much is admission? 25 bucks. Not bad. Not bad at all. I, not bad I at pent, all. I, I, pent, I spent almost 30 in the Pop Culture Museum in Seattle. Yeah. Worth every fucking penny, by the way, because it has a two-floor ex- Marvel exhibit. Oh, see, I want to see that. It's, and you it's, talked about it. I want to see that so badly. fucking amazing. So this the, this whole art gallery, it, you'll love it. It's The music is awesome. Yeah. So The people are awesome. Watching, I watched the video, uh, obviously, the one uh, I, I sent you. I'm envisioning like trippy like music. Is that what it is? Like t- trippy indie music? It it was just no. It was more. It was more fun music. It wasn't trippy. Right. It was fun music. Like candy popish. Yeah. Really. No, no, not candy pop. It was like indie fun music. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how else to describe. Like I'm trying trying to think of artists that would fit into this. Like, like Fantagram. Yeah. It's Fantagram, Vampire Weekend, right. stuff like that. Not many lyrics. Really? Not as uh-huh. much lyrics, but more just instrumental music and it was a blast <laughs> like you don't feel it's not scary yeah. it's not it looks the, trippy though like yeah it does. It's, the museum itself is trippy for yeah. sure when you so you walk in and the first thing you see is this bland house uh-huh. and the whole thing starts with you go to a room and you just go from there 
There's portals. There's like random doors that yeah. open. The laundry machine. You go that through that. That freaked me out because you showed me a picture of the laundry machine, but I had no idea you could go literally go inside yep. it. So it's like you know, I didn't realize it was interactive in that way. And it's, like, is is that the only interactive part? Or no, like the whole thing. Pretty much the whole thing is interactive. Jesus. Pretty much everything is interactive. They want you to touch stuff. There's uh there's room settings. There's one like a stra- uh, Stranger Things room that was is there. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. Um, everything is just it's so wild and trippy yeah. that when you, like, I, I think what they should do is there should be a separate line and they get like, Hey, you want some acid before you go in? Do you want to hear some edibles? Hey, it's yeah. It's legal up there, right? Uh, Not in New, New Mexico. Mexico. I don't think so. Really? I thought no. it was. No, look that. I don't think it, I didn't see any dispensaries in New Mexico. In Colorado, you see them everywhere. Right. right? In New Mexico, I didn't see a single one. Um, I know they had, they had a hemp store by us. So like you could purchase CBD products. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't. I, I didn't see dispensaries. Look, yeah, you got it's, it. It's not. It's not, it's not over there. No. Yeah, I don't think it is yet. Uh, I, thought th- I thought they were for. But they reason. should have a line. They, you're right. Like, hey, if you if you want to pay an extra ten bucks, here's a little edible for you. Because you, when you go in there, it's mind boggling. Maybe dude. maybe it exists, but you just Ma- don't know because that's not legal. Yeah, I, I missed that line. <laughs> so I go in there, but after you leave, it's so trippy. You you feel like you're high. I bet you you're just on this like what the what the hell did I just experience and yeah. you're so happy afterwards. It's the coolest exhibit because it's just like artists be artists. Yeah, some of the shit doesn't make sense. It and, doesn't. And it's it doesn't just wild. piece together, does it? No, nothing pieces together. That's cool. every room is separate. The overall theme is just just go with it. Right. Just just go, and then from there you just spend an hour. Some people spend like. Some people were there for a while because we kept seeing them over and over right. again. But we were in and out about an hour and a half. That's cool. And then their gift shop is awesome. Like yeah. the coolest merchandise, as you would imagine. Uh, I put my Meow Wolf hat up. I love this thing so much now. You've worn that like three days I yeah. think, since you came back. This is my I'm, new hat. I'm not judging. This I'm is just, my new go-to hat now. I'm just pointing out how much you like that hat. It's It, it, it almost looks like the uh, Travis Scott Astral World sort color of. scheme. Kind of reminds me of like MGMT as well. Mm-hmm. There should have been a lot of MGMT playing there. That would have been good. So, yeah, Meow Wolf was, like, the best thing I've ever stumbled across. Cause we, we didn't even know. Yeah. We had no idea what it was. And we are like, all right, let's just go. Right. Let's just go. Let's not look up anything. Just go. We get there. The line is long. Uh, and then we buy tickets online and cut the line. So that was awesome. Uh, and then Smart. it was just, yeah, I was ready. to. They, they also, with their with the Santa Fe soccer team, the MLS team, I think, I don't think they have, do they have an look, look up their soccer team, whatever. Look up Santa Fe Soccer Meow Wolf. Whatever team is there, they have a Meow Wolf by Soccer Club jersey for 85 bucks. And you didn't get it? I didn't get it. New Mexico United partners with Meow Wolf. Okay, New Mexico United. I think that's the a- ASL or whatever the hell. Look up their jersey. Look at the jersey. USL. Yeah, that's, I'm looking at that. That's sick. Sick jersey. It's an Adidas jersey and everything. With the colorful logo on it, man. If yeah, if my wife wasn't there, I'd probably. Buy it. <laughs> she was like, "How much?" Because I'd already spent, already right. spent, you know, money on random stuff already. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. Isn't that so sick? Yeah. God, that's an amazing jersey. If, I mean, if, if never... she was gonna let you spend six hundred bucks on, on a uh, sculpture, she couldn't let you spend eighty on a jersey. Yeah, she probably won't. She's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you gonna wear that one time?" Uh, so yeah, it was Meow Wolf was amazing, dude. It was Santa Fe is neat. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Oh, you can, you can get it online and get it delivered here, dog. How much is it? Eighty five. Eighty five. I think they have a coupon too. 
on their store. I think you can get a 15% off coupon somewhere because we saw we came across that. So uh, they also had some other shirts I wanted, but they ran out of the the shirts. So I was like, damn it. I was ready to drop some money on you guys and you don't have the shirt. So they didn't have t-shirts. Well, they had this, the, the I wanted a long sleeve black one yeah. that had the documentary logo on it. And that logo is different. Mm-hmm. So I wanted that. And they're like, yeah, we sold out the first day. So there is a documentary. Uh, I will watch it. I'm going to download it. It's called meow wolf origins. So if you want to watch it, learn more about the museum, check it out. It's really, where, cool. where can we watch that? Like, where it's only it? available on their website. You can rent it for three ninety nine or five ninety nine, and then buy it for 10. So yeah, they want, they want to make their money. They got to pay the artists, man. Just remember anything yeah. you buy there, you're, you're supporting art. Right. That's why I do. Do you think I'm dropping 25 bucks for a cap? No. I'm not, I don't do that. But I said, all right, I asked them, I was like, hey, what are the proceeds or, you know, what's this going to all the artists? So I was like, all right, let's do it. Is there, apparently there's a Meow Wolf in Denver too. Are they opening one up? Or is Meow it? Wolf is coming to Denver. Okay, cool. And I also, because when I was looking it up, there, like the search history, uh, it doesn't, oh, it's finally official. Meow Wolf is ridiculously excited to announce a new exhibition in downtown Denver. Uh, nice. Doesn't, doesn't really. Okay, so that's the one you want to go to if you want to get your edible on. Yeah, and I'm planning on going to Denver this summer. Okay, is it open yet? I don't think so. Yeah. It doesn't really say. Hopefully it's open by summer. Cause First that's week a... tickets are 50 bucks. Projected 2020 open, though. Oh, okay, so you're just going to miss it. But oh. uh, per- Austin? Austin, they had a pop-up during mm. South by Southwest. There you go. To launch the documentary. I looked cool. at yeah, because somebody messaged me. He's like, you went, to, you went to the Austin one or the Santa Fe I said, I didn't know there was one in Austin. And then she said, oh, my bad. That was just for South by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up, Lisa? Shout out to you, China Garden. She works at China Garden. I love China Garden. So good. So that's my Santa Fe story. My Colorado trip was awesome. Update, my daughter was great. She stayed four days without mom and dad. In fact, she didn't even miss us. <laughs> oh, you guys are back. Oh. Yeah. She knows. That's what she She's like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> and I said, we're back, though. Look, we're here. She's like, so I don't cool. care. Right. I was like, I'm having fun with my cousins. So <laughs> that's cute. Uh, it was fun, man. Uh, any other questions on the trip? Anything? I'm, I'm trying to think what I missed. I think that's it. No. Yeah. Bunch of pictures. You can follow uh, Raheel doing things on they Instagram. They followed you out there? Yeah. The piece, somehow the account Raheel doing things got footage. That's it was dedication. These fans are on. They're just, they're, they're relentless, yeah. man. They're, they're not going to stop. Okay, uh, quick things we got to hit on. All right. Big big thing with shoes. Okay, we love talking to shoes. We are all about the culture of shoes. And this week, the ridiculousness of the fallout from Zion Williamson's shoe busting open. The explosion. The rare. I mean, the it shot barely heard around the world. Uh, yeah, the shoe explosion heard around the world. He was wearing PG 2.5s. Right. Uh, Paul George's. Paul George two and a halfs. And the reason they. So here's a backstory on that shoe. The first Paul George awesome shoe has a yeah. strap in the front. It was the, sick. It was sick shoe. Really good shoe. A lot of people loved it. A lot of NBA players wore that shoe. So the next season they released the Paul George 2. They put this new technology in where the laces lock down differently. Yeah. Turns out they didn't. Like it wasn't that great. It looked so, Aesthetically, it looked really good though. The yeah. Two. The twos are really nice shoes, but it didn't have the same lockdown. No. So then they came out with the Paul George 2.5 or the, the two strap. and a halves. So they incorporated the strap from the first one and the same silhouette from the twos for playoffs, right? Like, right. hey, look, Paul George doesn't like these. Let's just come out with some two and a halves. It's an easy fix. Cool. 
And that became the shoe for a lot of NBA players, a lot of college basketball players. You'll see most of the players right now, in my opinion, Nike guys are wearing the Kobe ADs, the PGs, uh, the PG two and a halfs, and the Kyries. Not many that are wearing Adapt. Adapt or like, but that's newer, right? Like most of the guys are wearing those. Some will wear LeBrons. It's usually big men wearing. Yeah, big men. That's what Zion should have been wearing. That's LeBron. Yes. Right? Not the PG 2.5. So that's, it's not built for him. No. He is a rare physical specimen like LeBron. So he wears these shoes <clears throat> 33 seconds into the game. He makes, a, he makes a hard move and the shoe just explodes. That's the kicker part. Like <laughs> the most anticipated college basketball game of the season. And his shoe explodes. Are you a big college basketball fan? No, I'm truthfully, I'm not. And but were I, you excited for that game? Yeah, I was. I cleared my whole night for it. <laughs> Like, the whole day I was waiting for that game. Right, It's a top 10 matchup. Zion in prime time. UNC, Duke. Like, that already makes right. it fun to watch. And, yeah, 33 seconds and the shoe explodes. And then the fallout from it was... It was unbearable. Phenomenally unbearable. It was the worst. And yeah. the leader of the whole thing, who was it? Darren Rebell's bitch ass. Now with uh, the Action Network, formerly of ESPN. I was so annoyed with his tweets. It's, it's like is homie getting Adidas checks under the table or Puma checks under the table? No, he what he is all like when Darren Rovell first got famous for this, like he was a business writer at ESPN, yeah. right? And he was really good. Like the stories that he would have, the numbers and whatnot, right. they were really good stuff, like really cool stuff. And that's why he's one of the best Twitter follows for a while and why he has a big following on Twitter. Right. And then like something changed. <coughs> it just ended up like every with every story, it's just like nonsense numbers that yeah. There's no back. Well, there's no there's no context to them. There's no reasoning. They there's no understanding of the numbers. For example, in the Zion Williamson stuff, the next day, he tweets out a picture of the two like the Paul George the two and a halves, and he goes right now on Nike.com they're between six to fourteen percent off retail. Well, dude, say they were like that for the last three weeks and, or last month. And they were because Nike's having a sale right now. And it's because it's an old model. Because, yes, they're pushing, they're pushing the three now. It's, it's like without context, you're like, oh, my God, Nike even knows these suck and they're on clearance. No, it's because the threes are out. And because in retail, you're trying to get rid of your stock and you're trying to get rid of product that's just sitting there. Yeah. And then he doesn't, like, finish line, so I'm being a smart ass, and I quote, yeah, but finish line has them for 27% off, <laughs> so if you want a great deal, buy it here. Then, then the whole stock stuff. That's... Guys, the, when Colin Kaepernick signed with Nike, the stock goes down. And Clay Travis, a lot of people that are pushing one side of the story, they're Tammy, like, see? Tammy Lorraine. Yeah. Whatever her name is. Tommy, uh, Tommy Lahren. I know, I know her name. I was and, doing that on purpose. Oh, I didn't know. I was like, what's the bit here? Tommy Laren. She, yeah, like <laughs> everyone's like, oh, what a misstep by Nike. The stock is down whatever percent. And of course, a week later, they don't mention, oh, not only is the stock back up, but it's up significantly. Yeah. And things are actually, they're, they're fine. It's okay. It's then a billion the whole, dollar corporation. Yes. It's, it's okay. like they have ups and downs every hour. Yeah. They're not panicking. No one's panicking. Uh, the Zion stuff on Thursday, or excuse me, on Wednesday, Darren Ovell tweets, Nike stock is down 1.4%. That's a billion dollar cap. Guess what the stock did today? It's 
backup, and it's fine. It's the dumbest stuff. Yeah. One shoe isn't going to cause Nike to go bankrupt. One shoe is not going to cause a dip in sales. It's not. It, no. it just is not. Because I think most people understand that, one, Zion's a freak. You and I will never have this problem of a shoe exploding. Unfortunately not. We're not. <laughs> it's just like, unless you leave your shoe in the car and your glue melts, that's on you. That's a dumbass problem. it a little bit. Yeah, and like then it'll explode. I've had a Nike shoe. My Kobe's. Uh, the Kobe, the, the Kobe th- uh, ones, no, the Kobe twos, the ones that are retro now, the pro, yeah. the, what are they called? The proto, uh, the protos, protos. Yeah. I love those shoes, the, the originals. Right. And I still, I played in them, uh, up until three years ago. I still would put them on every once in a while because they're such a comfortable shoe. And my dumbass left them in the car one day in a summer, uh, oh, no. on a summer day. And guess what happened? They my shoe fell apart because I'm being a dumbass. Not because the shoe is that bad. Yeah. And then people started tweeting at me like, see, Nike's products, they suck. No, dude. I've tr- again I've tried I've tried other shoes because I'm always looking for yeah. the best shoe to play in. Comfort, you know, like a, a good shoe that won't fall apart. Right. Nike's still the best. It's not even close. It's not. It's Under not. Armour is nice. I return my Steph Curry's because they're not the they're not that good. Same thing with the Harden. Same same thing with everything. Like the and Dames, I would yeah. say the Dame the Dame Lillard shoes are really good. Aesthetically, the Hardens are awful too. The f- the yeah. first one was really good. The second one was okay. This third the three is trash. It's absolute trash. Yeah. So the whole thing, there's no reason to go hot take. It was one. It's it like it's it's a shoe that fell apart. Unfortunately, it happened on it, 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 on the biggest game in college basketball. Yeah. On the on the biggest name in Zion. Right. Sucks. Then the other fallout from this, one and done. Ugh. Zion, please don't play. He doesn't. He doesn't owe anybody. Before anything. we get into that, though, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's going to get a massive endorsement deal when he goes pro. Do you think it'll be with Nike? No, I think it'll be Adidas. Yeah, so do I, I think our guy, intern John yeah. pointed out that it was an AAU thing. Yeah, he obviously he has to wear Nike yeah. now because he's playing with Duke. But um, I think it'll be Adidas. Do you think Puma? Or New Balance is trying to restart their their NBA have a shot? No, I don't think so. No, not none at I all. I don't think New Balance. I Puma, think Puma might. Does. Puma might Puma because does. of the backing. Jay Z yeah. backing it. They he and, could have a yeah. There could be a shot outside shot there. Yeah, and if if Puma if Puma keeps up on the trajectory they're trying to start, they what are may Puma's, get what are Puma sales numbers though? I have no okay. idea. Again. Culturally, culturally, they're doing, they're making the right moves though. Yeah, they're signing up and coming guys. They've, I mean, and they've signed a guy in Boogie Cousins yeah. that has a name on the best team. Here's what I measured off of, dude. This is, this is simple, and this is what I can measure it off of. You can give me all the sales numbers. You can give right. me everything. I'm basing it on when I go to the gym, when I go play basketball. Who's, when wearing, I, them? who's wearing them? Like what shoes? It's still overwhelming Nike. Oh, and it's it's going to stay that way. Ninety percent Nike. Yeah. There's some like Adidas is second. And that is it. Yeah, no, that's it. That's that's how it's gonna stay. But yeah, we need the companies like like Puma to push Nike, mm-hmm. which is kind of I know this is not related, but when uh, well at least it's somewhat related. When Adidas pushed the Ultra Boost really hard, that pushed Nike. Yeah, and Adidas has overdone that now, and they need to they need to they need to come I mean, hard again. Yeah, 
And Nike, that really pushed Nike. Nike pushing. They're like, okay, we're going to go with not only the self-lacing, but the quick lacing on the Jordans. Like, we're trying out new stuff Oh, you got well. the boost? Here's a React. Yeah, the React cushion. I've never, I've, I don't think I've put on React yet. Not yet. It's pretty comfortable. Pretty I, ha- I have a pair of the, and then Nike had the, hands down, the biggest lifestyle shoe last year with the React 87, which yeah. I'm still not used to, like, wearing, like, a see-through shoe like that. But that shoe's so comfortable. Yep. It it's, is an amazing shoe. Um. Look, if Puma signs Zion, that would be that would be huge for them. Yeah. And then we'll start seeing some sales figures. I haven't seen a not only have I not seen a single person wear the Pumas, I haven't even seen them in retail yet. I I have I have you have them. yeah I, I have but nah, no one's wearing them. I went to uh, House of Hoops in the Galleria to check out the thirty threes. Yeah, and this was three weeks ago. Nothing. I I didn't see them. I mean, they might have been there. I didn't see them. And yeah. may, isn't Nike, it might be a Nike joint. That's why. I think House of Hoops is a Nike thing, isn't it? Or is it everybody? Nike, I think it's Nike and Jordan. Nike and Jordan, right? I think so. that, that's probably why I didn't see them. Because I'm thinking about, because the back wall was Jordan. The left side of the, the store was Kyrie and LeBron. And then the right side was yeah. everything else. So they maybe that's why I didn't section. see them. Yeah, maybe that's why I didn't see them. That could be it. But I haven't seen them in retail yeah. yet. Um, so I'll keep my eye out for them. I want to try them out. I want to see how they are. I mean, hey, you never know. Maybe the second shoe will be better. But, yeah, the the whole Zion Williamson thing is crazy. And then the one and done rule. Look, I'm all about the players. I And I'm all about, hey, players, go get your money. It is interesting, though. Look, you weren't old enough in the early 2000s you, to to recognize what was happening. And you maybe have gone back and researched this. But in the early 2000s, fans didn't like NBA players at all. Like, you know how we love NBA yeah. players? There was an overwhelming, like, NBA players are assholes. Right. Drug charges. They, they The fight didn't help, right? The mouse. The mouse, mouse. Yeah, that didn't help. There was an overwhelming, like, wait, these guys are multimillionaires. How much are they worth? A high schooler's worth how much? $200 million, blah, blah, blah. There was it was totally opposite. It was yeah. it was not this way where now it's like, go get your money, player. Yeah. Go get it. It's totally different now. So eventually what's gonna happen is we're all gonna as fans turn on the players and go, Hey, look, you can't just start holding out and start or That's even start dem- already. Yeah, start demanding trades yeah. because you're not happy. You signed the, the contract. Not? You signed the contract. Before that though, it yeah. was oh my god. Hey, go get your money, man. Yeah. Go get it. Before that was, hey, shut up, millionaires. Just do your job, okay? Shut dribble. Go, yeah, go go to practice, Allen Iverson. You're getting paid millions. Go to practice, yeah. okay? So everything is cyclical. It's gonna, and you're right. It's already started again where we're going against the players, right? Everyone's so pissed at Anthony Davis for wanting out of that organization. Yep. When has the organization truthfully put their best foot forward? They got to the second round last year. They signed the right pieces to get to second round, and you lost to the eventual champions, right? So, like, see, yeah. now I'm doing it with you. Like, yeah. okay, player, look here. Hey, we're paying you the most. How about some results? Drew Holiday, <coughs> Drew Holiday is the second best, the second best player on that team. Which Drew Holiday is a good NBA player, but mm-hmm. if I'm Anthony Davis, that's not enough for me to stick around. And then trading Mirtich uh, wasn't good either. Yeah. So, but they traded for him last year, right? They're yeah, like, they hey, I, look, we're making moves for you, Anthony. Yeah. We're, we're trading some guys and we're, we're getting Meritage from you, uh, for you from the Bulls. So it goes both ways. The one thing that I will always side on is, 
let players have a decision at least. Yeah. Let them, if they want to go to college, go to college, man. Enjoy it. That's awesome. Go do it. If you want to go to the pros, hey, go to the pros. The one caveat I will put now is if you're Zion and you declare for the draft last year, you're going to get picked. You're number one more than likely. Yeah. I, I think... I think the uh, the Phoenix Suns take Zion over Aiton. Oh yeah, but if you don't declare, you got to stay in school for two years. That's it. Stay in school for two years because one helps your development. Two, you're not screwing over college teams where it's like, okay, look, another one and done, one yeah. and done. This kind of sucks, you know, as a coach, as a team. And I get it, you don't owe anything to the coaches and the teams, whatever. But they are putting, they are investing time into you. They are right. investing resources into you, right? So let's go two years, two years. And you develop, and hopefully you're a lottery pick by then, right? Right. A guy like John Morant, who last year, his freshman year, nobody knew who the hell he was. His sophomore year, he should declare. He, sh- he will be a lottery pick. Right. And that's two years. Like, you can make a name for yourself in two years. That's the perfect amount of time. And then if not, you're like Josh Hart. Stay all four years, and you'll still get drafted. But there should be a minimum right. of sticking around for two years. Not one year. It should be two years. And you mentioned you mentioned the point of developing their game because so many guys come into the league now starstruck and shot and not, not ready to be mm-hmm. in the league. It, it, yeah, yeah, even now with one year. You're right. It's, like, it's hard, right? It's, it, you're playing against grown-ass men. You're managing things you've never managed before. You're instantly a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot that goes into it. I think two years would be a good time, and now not only for the development for everybody, the players, the coaches, yeah. the NBA, all that, but also two years is also a good number in my in my opinion. Where if you've taken two years worth of classes, you can go. Oh, I only have two more years left. Right. I can finish this in the off season. For sure. I can still get a college education as opposed to one. You're just like I, I'll eventually do it. And some, I think, didn't Deshaun like. I know this is football, but didn't Deshaun graduate in three years? Mm-hmm. Like some, uh, there's going to be guys who take the initiative and take summer classes, take winter classes, who get done quicker. Yeah, agreed. So that's also that's also a point to that. So that's my one and done deal. I want it repeat. So it's either done. it's either none or at least two is what you're saying. No, no, it's it's none and two. Uh-huh. So if you yeah yeah if you declare for right. the draft out of high school, cool, good luck, get drafted. Teams right. will, you know, they'll let you know, and you can kind of feel it out. Right. Uh, the other one that won't get passed, and I've talked to John about this. John has an idea about this, where if you enter the draft out of high school, you don't get drafted. You should you should be eligible to get back in and play college, college basketball. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but it's the whole like amateurism, right? Because once you sign an agent, right, they're uh, giving you they're giving you money up front sometimes, right? right? So you lose that amateur status. So that's you know you can figure that out, right? You know, like they do right now with the NBA is. You can get a professional opinion from agents, scouts, everything. Hey, we think you're going to be a second rounder. Okay, cool. I'm going back to school. Do something yeah. like that. Figure it out. Uh, so that's that. Okay. Uh, other things, All-Star Game. I didn't watch all the events as much as I wanted to. I watched the three-point shootout skills contest. That was a great skills yeah. challenge ending. The half-court shot was nuts. Uh, three-point shootout was it was cool. Shout out to my boy Joe Harris, becoming a household name. Again, I told you, it's Daryl Morey's wet dream. Like, he would be the perfect uh, signing. And then the dunk contest was cool. Miles Bridges didn't. I didn't watch it live. I didn't see the highlights. Uh, He didn't change the world like I I thought he would. The All-Star game, I watched the second half. It was cool. The comeback was nice. Any other takeaways from that that you enjoyed? 
I think just the overall, like, oh, who the hell cares? I, it, it's, it's fine. Like, you don't have to like it. But I feel like a lot of people don't realize it's, it's not about the game. It's about everything around the game, the mm-hmm. skill contest, the big events. Like, all of that is what really matters on that weekend. And, like, as far as the coach is concerned, like, that's, like, one of the biggest weeks for Jordan, for, for, these, for Nike brand, for Adidas. Like, I think, at least with me, that's what I care about more. Yeah. It's it is a celebration of basketball. That's what it is, right? Because unlike the Super Bowl with the NFL, you don't have a week leading up to the finals, right? Where everyone meets at the same place. You don't have that. That's what the All Star Game is. It's the it's their Super Bowl in terms of everyone is there. Hall of Famers. Right. You got the announcements. You got all the brands there introducing stuff. That is their Super Bowl, and it is a blast to be a part of. I man, I've never. I wish I, I wish I went to this one because it was such a Jordan brand right. weekend. No, right? like it was their Jordan, ultimate. Jordan put out four shoes in a row. Yeah, on, starting on on Valentine's Day. That's so sick. Uh, my guy at Jordan Brand. I was I was just I was messaging messaging him the whole weekend. I was like, man, how is it? Like I was yeah. jealous, you know. So. That's what it is. It's a celebration of basketball. It, that's all it is. Uh, the game, you're right. It's secondary. Who cares? Um, other things, real quickly. Let's do this. The oh boy, ten year anniversary. Oh yeah, of one of the greatest albums, in my opinion, still his best work. Drake's "So Far Gone." Ooh, his best work. That's con- I think that's a hot take. What? I don't know if I. I don't know if I disagree with it because I don't really enti- on as. A project in their entireties, I don't think I love a single Drake album. Is there one that stands out for you? Here's why. As I, know, you- I know the, everyone loves Take Care, but I think Take Care is a cool album. Take Care, the, the best song off uh, of that album was... See, I, I have an answer. I don't even remember what it's called off the top of my head. The one, the one where he's looking at the clouds. Um, the one where he's sitting on the tower? No, God, no. no. That one sucks. <laughs> Nothing was the same. That's my favorite one, probably. What are, what are some of the... I don't remember all the albums. Songs off of that album. Uh, Furthest Thing, Tux and, uh, Tux, Tuscan Leather, Own It. I think... The, what were the singles? Yeah, those were the, uh, the singles. Started from the bottom. Okay. That was uh, that was obviously the biggest single from that song. Uh, Wu-Tang Forever, Pound, uh, Pound Cake, Worst Behavior. That's, no. That's probably my favorite one. I know it's... I know, like in in in, in its entirety, that's my that's yours. That's the that's the one that I could say. Listen to the whole thing and be like, okay, this is a good album. Mine is still so far gone. One because it was such a different sound back then. Right in two thousand nine, it was such a different sound. He's working with Likely. He's working with Peter Bourne. Like these, it, like indie artists that right. if you don't know about him, you're like, what the hell? Is, why is Drake working with them? And then you listen to a song. It's amazing production. Right. Uh, then you got Uptown on there, Bun B, Lil Wayne. That uh, song, I love that song so much. Going through the rest of the list, man. I literally every song I listened to this morning, I didn't. I didn't forward. I didn't skip a song. I did. You did. I did. Yeah. Lust for Life is a good starter. Love that song. Houston Land of Vegas. It's a. It's a little it's contrived. A, it's, it's cheesy. It's cheesy. Uh, successful. That song. Awesome good. song. Let's Call It Off is fucking amazing for a hip-hop album. November 18th, good song. Ignan Shit, that was okay. That, that, you know, that is a forward for me, actually. (laughs) A Night Off, it was okay. I didn't change it. 
Say What's Real. Say What's Real is, God, so good. Little Bit. I, I still think that's one of, I think that's like top three Drake songs. Really? Yeah. Obviously, uh, Best I Ever Had is next. Yeah. Unstoppable. That's a good song. Uptown is amazing. Sooner Than Later, okay. Interlude, I don't care. I don't count those. Although people love the, his stuff. The Calm, good song. The outro, then brand new and congratulations in the extended album. Yeah. 10 year anniversary. That was. Pretty you, damn good, Drake. Do you remember Kanye's uh, rant about when Drake asked to clear the sample for so uh, for uh, what, why am I calling? Why am I uh, say what's real? No, I don't remember that. A couple of months ago, he uh, he kind of spilled the beans on oh, Drake planning yeah, to yeah. do to release this because he tweeted about some someone I don't know who it was. One of his industry friends, obviously that works with him, tweeted uh, that Drake wanted to clear the say what's real sample. Oh, that's why. Now it makes so sense. So Kanye was like, why the fuck would I clear this for you after all the shit we've been going through? That makes sense. For that the re-release. Like, that kind of spilled the beans yeah. on the re-release. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't think about that at all. That makes so much sense now. I mean, obviously he cleared it. Yeah, he cleared it. Took, it. Yeah, it eventually Drake, cleared. Drake must have, back, probably not Drake. Apple probably backed up a Brinks truck to Kanye. Name your price. Yeah, that's... Um, I know it's classified as a mixtape because it yeah. was a mixtape, but that's his best album. It's not a studio album. It doesn't no. classify it as a studio album. But man, this was to me when I first heard it, I hated it. I was like, <laughs> Drake sucks. Really? And then I, the more I listened to it, I was like, shit, this is amazing. Like the production's good. Yeah. His lyrics are good. Uh, the sound is so different. That's yeah. what I love about that album. It's so different from the time. And even now, like if this album was released today, it would be so different from what's out there. And it would still bang. It's still it would still be a good album so happy 10 year anniversary to so far so gone. gone yeah bangers everywhere <laughs> all right final thing for you uh i saw this on new york times today because oh, what's up i'm cultured the morning routines of 300 highly successful people you always see these like clickbait yeah stories but i i actually wrote down some things and i want to see how many of you oh. how many of these things do you do so you always hear about like tech superstars that wake up right. at 4 a.m right no no chance I'm doing that either. But the average wake-up time for these 300 people, highly successful people, yeah. 6.27 a.m. So truthfully, since I've moved over to producing Charlie's show, I've had, I've had trouble sleeping. I would wake up around 6.30-ish, but I don't get out of bed until like almost 8. Okay. I try to force myself to fall back to sleep, and I haven't been successful. So technically, no. So this is the next point. To answer that question. So if you're awake and you still have an hour and a half before you got to get up, like you're awake, right? 6.30. I know it's early. Yeah. Don't think about it that way. When you wake up is when you wake up. There's no early. There's no, it's just when you're awake, right? And Uh and don't think about it that way. Now that you're awake, take time to do something that energizes you. So if that's reading a book, watching a TV show, listening to music, take 30 minutes to do that. And you have that time. Yeah. So for me, it's I catch up on highlights mm-hmm. and reading. So I'll take 30 minutes. As, and I'm doing other stuff, coffee, making my coffee, yeah. feeding the dog, all that stuff. But take 30 minutes. Highly successful people do that. Okay. And me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not that highly, I'm not highly successful, but I do Moderately do Moderately successful. Yeah. Like a, a, a lick of success. <laughs> do you get enough sleep? No. Hell no. Eight hours? No. Seven hours? Mm, six Between six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah. What time do you go to bed? Like 11.30. Okay. 
and you wake up around 6.30. 6.30, 30. Okay. Try, try to get seven. That's your goal. Okay. Try to get seven. If you need to take some uh, medicine to help. I don't want to, though. You can. It's not. It's. I mean, take you some melatonin. You want me hooked on the NyQuil? No, take some melatonin. It's a naturally occurring substance. That, I mean, it, you can naturally boost it by just turning off your phone an hour before. Yeah. Right? Or wearing some uh, yellow tinted glasses. That's what I do. Uh, but if you want to like sleep seven hours straight, take some melatonin. It's a little pill. It's like I think it's like two grams. Not even that. Yeah. You take it, boom, you're out. Like, like a light. light. <laughs> like a light. <laughs> uh, the one uh, I a lot of people, I tell them if you're starting a, a hard workout program, you gotta aim for eight hours. Yeah. You gotta aim for eight hours. You know what pro athletes aim for? Ten. Ten. I didn't know that. I just ten. Guessed. No, for real. Yeah. Ten hours is what you should be aiming for. That gives your body full recovery. They can build a muscle, lean fat, whatever, right? So gotta get you gotta get seven for you. I'm gonna aim for eight every day if I can. Uh, the last one is stick to your routine, no matter where you are. Stick to your morning routine that you develop. That's that's not too hard. Yeah, that's not too hard. So whatever it is for that first thirty minutes, if you're out of bed, just get out of bed. Get out of bed. So there it is. There's your uh, highly successful morning my, routine discussion. My All right. Anything else? I think we're good. Okay, cool. Perfect. One hour on the dot there. Love it. We are done. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I forgot to I forgot to uh, check this. Let me check it real quickly. I tweeted out questions, q and I feel, I feel like we didn't get any responses, did we? Yeah, we got a couple from our loyal listeners. Oh, my buddies came through? Yeah, let's see. El Jefe says, can oh, you break oh, down no. True Detective? No, we can't. I haven't watched it. How, what episode are you on? I haven't watched a single episode. Jose, come on, let's go. Speed it up. I'll, I'll start this weekend, I promise. Okay, Clown Shoes has a question for us. And this is, I guess, in conjunction with the Robert Kraft news oh, where he God. was trying to, trying to get a happy ending. He says, one, the cost of a happy ending in Florida versus Texas. I don't know. I'm too cheap. <laughs> I'm too cheap for that. Number two, don't most people of means get with hooker types? Yeah. That is a trend. It's a bad look. It's a trend. You're a billionaire. He's a billionaire. You you would assume they're just rolling all over you, like wanting to be with you. I guess it's just the thrill of going to a masseuse. Maybe in the power of like, I'm giving you this, do this. Yeah, I'm so. And the, that's the third we question. Ask or not, though. Clown shoes. We're not, in, we're not in that class. Yeah, we're not. One day, hopefully. He goes. If you have multi billions, why is he going to that place? IG models will do it to get invited to the party. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm so. Yeah, that's. Mm. Uh, we already answered El Jefe's third question. Who y'all think Zion signs with? And will Zion get the LeBron treatment if he signs with Nike and get a signature, signature shoe his rookie year? Oh, he has to, right? I think he will. I think the hype is big enough. And Adidas. So we both said Adidas, right? Yeah, I think it'll be Adidas. I really think John, John with the assist. Adidas, you better have a prototype right now. Mm-hmm. Giannis is coming out with a shoe. He yeah. announced it. I've, I've interesting. It. It's, it's not that great looking. I'm it's not. Know. It's it's like Giannis is just, hey, I'm just playing basketball, guys, and making perverted jokes when I can. We missed one. I don't know if that was intentional. Uh, Steven asked, are are you allowed to say Bugatti on the podcast? You can say Bugatti on anything. We've said it. We've said Bugatti three times now. You can't say the other word that I got suspended for. <laughs> I'll oh, that. I think you yeah. told me. Yeah. This I can't, was years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Can't say that word. Even oh, that's what he was trying. That's what he's he was trying to make me say that word, the one I got suspended yeah. for. No, hey. no, no, Stefan. Yeah, it's a paid suspension. His real name's Stefan. 
All right, we're done. Thank you, everyone. Again, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Rate, review if you do. I don't care if you don't. I just, I, everyone has to say that. If you have a podcast, you got to say subscribe, rate, and review. If you want to donate to the podcast, and thank you for those who have. For those who haven't, you're freeloading now. Okay, it's kind of getting embarrassing. Yeah, come on. Okay, send a dollar to my craziest, my craziest Story on Venmo. At My Craziest Story, send a dollar if you enjoyed it. If not, it's all good. No big deal. Jose, talk to you next week. We'll try to record every week now. All Sounds right? good. That's the plan. We'll talk to you guys next time.